Our relationship with God is a lot like our relationship with food. We have our great meals. And looking out there, I can see that some of you are probably thinking about that great dinner, that one time you had that is salivating, so much so that you're thinking about it and perhaps even going to go get it after Mass tonight. Sometimes we have moments of bad food, right, that we try to forget, but they kind of are in our brain. Most of the time, we treat food as a means to an end. We're hungry, we go into the kitchen, we make something, we get something from the fridge, we move on with our lives, we don't think much about it. This is also like our relationship with God. We have our moments with the Lord that are poignant, that we can go back to again and again and again. But for the most part, God is there because we're supposed to go to Mass. Or I need something, so I pray. This type of thinking is exactly what we see in the first reading and the Gospel. The Israelites have just been freed from horrible slavery. They have just marched across dry foot the Red Sea. They are being taken to the Promised Land. They are being offered a covenant with God. And yet what do they pine for? What do they long for? The flesh pots of Egypt. They want that immediate thing, that means to the end, right here, right now. They miss what God is offering them, the magnitude, the enormity of it, because they have a particular want right now. We see this in the Gospel, too. Jesus Christ, who is the living bread of life, Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, walks into their lives. And what do the people want? Free food. Hey, remember like last week when he was over on the other side of the, on the sea and he gave us free food? And he, he gave us a little message. That was nice. But he gave us free food. Let's go find that guy. Give us that bread. But I offer you the bread of life. I offer you eternity. I offer you a life of eternal bliss and happiness. Yeah, give us the bread you gave us last week. So often in our lives, we can treat God this way. It's not to say that what we have and what we need aren't important, but sometimes we can get so caught up in ourselves and in our own battles and struggles that we miss what God is putting right there in front of us. In the second reading, St. Paul challenges the Ephesians, put away the old self, put on the new. In other words, to live in relationship with Christ, to live in union with Christ, is to have a new worldview, to see the world with new eyes, to desire and to feel the world with a new heart. To know and to be known by God changes everything. We are in the midst of five consecutive weeks of the sixth chapter of John's Gospel, the Bread of Life Discourse, this beautiful and wonderful teaching of Jesus on the Eucharist. But before we can even get to the Eucharist, before the Eucharist even necessarily makes sense, Jesus must make sense. And Jesus must change my life and my worldview. And what is that worldview? It's a sacramental worldview. 
In Christ Jesus, every moment has sacramental capability and power and potential. Remember from your CCD classes, what is a sacrament? It's a visible sign of an invisible reality. We know of the seven sacraments that the church holds up that are instituted by Christ. Each Sunday we come to Mass and participate in the Eucharistic feast. We go to confession, we're confirmed, we're baptized, some are married, some go into holy orders, anointing of the sick and um, reconciliation. All of these are wonderful sacraments. But when we don't have a sacramental worldview, what are they? They're a snack. They're a means to an end. They get me from where I am to where I want to go. But in a sacramental worldview, the Eucharist is life-changing. My life is Eucharistic. Everything that the world has to offer is now an opportunity for grace to know and to be known and loved by God, to change the world. This is what it means when Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Without Jesus, it's A to B. Everything, for the most part, is a means to an end. With Jesus, with this sacramental worldview, our life is always exciting, hopeful, possible. The great hunger of our life, union with God, eternal happiness, is fed, nourished, and guess what? Because of the Eucharist, because of these sacraments, we can live in relationship with that right now. The Eucharist, the bread of angels, the bread of heaven, the life-giving bread is possible here and now. The great mercy, kindness, grace is possible in the confessional. Simple water can wash away someone's sins in baptism. This sacramental worldview, this new man, this new way of looking at the world and thinking, as St. Paul describes in that second reading, changes everything. In a few moments, we will have that same opportunity. We will come to the Lord and we will say, Lord, give us this bread always. And simple bread and simple wine will become the living body and blood, soul and divinity of Jesus Christ, of God. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst.